everybody. Welcome back to another episode of More Than a Title. I'm your host, as usual, Jared Thomas, Chief Revenue Officer at Outside the Box Digital. And you know I got my brother, my brethren, your favorite CEO's favorite CEO in the building. Chatty, yo, what's good, baby? I'm just happy to be here. You know, today I'm in that cool gray. I got the Ali joint on because I'm feeling like the greatest. I'm ready to pod, baby. I'm my ready. boy ready to pod. <laughs> That's the energy I needed, baby. You know, you know the motto: if it ain't bright, it ain't right. I'm just trying to lighten up your life, baby. That's it. That's it, man. First of all, man, we got a crazy episode for y'all, man. You know, I'm excited about this episode. But before we get into it, shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to the listeners, the followers, the subscribers, man. We're growing and glowing on every platform week over week because of y'all. And we truly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, yo. And we also want to say, if you want more exclusive content, like more than the title from Black content creators, make sure you download the live podcast network app. Shout out to Angel and the entire team. Shout out to our brothers, executive producers, Real Block Pitches for the new visuals. Man, we got more in-person interviews coming to you soon. And with that said, man, let's get into this interview with this brother right here. This brother's a goat, man. I ain't gonna hold you, man. You know, known widely from his social media handle, The Wade Empire. He's a comedic content creator and influencer from Michigan. He specializes in creating hilarious and relatable workplace skits. In doing this, Wade has massed over 1.4 million followers on TikTok and over 750,000 on Instagram with no signs of slowing down. Since finding internet fame, this brother's worked with top brands such as McDonald's, Dell, Hilton, BET, to name a few. And this brother hopes his creative talents on social media leads him to do a more professional work in the TV and film industry. Let's introduce our special guest, Terrell Wade, a.k.a. the Wade Empire, baby. What up, man? What up, what up, what up? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Doing good. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. You can, you can, class in session, period one. <laughs> Let's do it. Welcome to the show, Wade. Um, Long Thank time coming. We appreciate you taking the time to stop by to you know, grace us with your presence. Thanks, <laughs> <Nice>, bro. <laughs> likewise, likewise. But an icon in the building, baby. Icon, icon, bro. Yo, do you do a lot of podcasts? I want to ask you because I was looking for it. Do you do a lot of them? What, what do you say? Do you do a lot of podcasts? I I don't actually. Um, I need to start doing a little bit more. Um, but I I don't normally do podcasts. I, I, this is probably like my third one ever. I, Oh, see, now, now we got to get it. You know what I'm saying? This is why you're going to hear it first on more than the title. Shout out to the other two podcasts, but we about to have an epic one. You know what I'm saying? So let's let, let, let start from the top, bro. Let's start about you. Well, first of all, let's start with you. You bring, you know, your growing, upbringing, you're growing up in Michigan. Tell us a little bit about that and then to go into your workplace um, your experience. Yeah, yeah. So I was um, born in Detroit, um, kind of raised in the Detroit suburbs. Yep. Um, was a quiet kid growing up, um, but I was always kind of like the the jokester of the family. Um, so the way that I am now is kind of not a surprise to my family. Mm. Um, but, you know, I was a regular kid growing up, went to Michigan State University out in Lansing. Mm. And um, that was around the time where Twitter and Facebook and Instagram were coming up and you were kind of being popularized in Vine. And um, just seeing that and knowing the creativity and the comedic talents that I had in, in inside, I just like, man, that it just clicked. Mm. And it was like, yeah, that that's that's what I want to do. That's mm. the outlet that I want to take my creativity and end up getting a job in something completely different after graduating. <laughs> and uh, you know, it took me a while to get to it, but I, I'm here now as a as a content creator after uh, after so long. So I want to raise Michigander. That's what's up. I know I'm waiting for Chad to jump because we talked to a lot of guests about that going into college. And then they go for a specific trade, they go for a specific degree, and you ain't need nothing for content creation, bro. I'm just waiting for you. <laughs> now, listen, mm-hmm. I, 
You know what I mean? Like, I just don't want to beat a dead horse on it. You know, we've heard it time to time. I was just really curious about um, the fact that you knew you wanted to be a content creator technically before content creators were a thing. That's what just like right off the back. That's just what kind of caught me with, with with what you just said. When 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 uh, I believe what is it called? Um, mm. I'm sorry, TikTok. TikTok mm. used to be the Vine, correct? Wasn't it the Vine before it was TikTok? Yeah, yeah, they rebranded to TikTok. Re it was like music, musically or something musically, like yeah, right. yeah, musically. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it the Vine also? Wasn't the Vine something else? I think I think Vine was something different. Was it something? Mine is, mine I thought they rebranded it. Okay. Are they completely? Yeah. I, I might be wrong. I'm, no, no, I, I don't. I'm not. You know, way. I wasn't into it at that time, but I know I thought the Vine had um, rebranded themselves with a different name. But I just say all that to say um, there were no content creators, right? Like, say you, you knew it was coming up, and you're like, "Yeah, I want to do that," which is kind of crazy because it was like a world that you had no idea about. You didn't know how to monetize from it. Nobody was in front of you doing it. You didn't have any roadmap to go by. So to just see that right off the back and be like this is what i want to do is kind of revolutionary fact yeah definitely definitely in the infancy stage of social media back when i was in college and I, and and to bring it up i actually went into college to be an engineer i started off as an engineering degree mm. and after you know doing all them classes and calculus two and all them random stuff i didn't i didn't like it <laughs> but i i ended up switching my major uh three three years in to a communications major uh, media and information um, so technically, my degree kind of falls into a line with what I'm doing now. Makes but when sense. I graduated, I got a job in, in finance, which is unrelated to my degree. Got I just kind of took whatever I just took whatever they, whatever job they threw at me that was a decent adult yeah. job. You got to eat. I took it. You know, Message. I, I got to eat. eat. I got to eat. How many times have I said that? Facts. Mm -hmm. How many times have I said that? That's you know, a fact, though. And, and I'm just, I just want to ask you something really quick because I'm an engineer major. Engineering is normally a four to five year program, and it's not a lot of prerequisites that can transfer over. Everything is your major. So when you transferred three years in from engineering to communication, shit, how long did it take you to graduate college now? Because I'm pretty sure you had to do a lot more classes to change your, your major that far over. I had to, I didn't, I didn't graduate in four years. I had to stay an extra year and a half. I took, well, actually, I, it was actually a year because I took a bunch of summer classes okay. to kind of um, Condense it, re yeah. reduce yeah. that time, but, yeah. and it was cheaper, but okay. yeah. It, Not mad at that. Engineering wasn't my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I could, I could do it. I had no problem with doing it, but I, I just, I didn't have the passion for it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't have the passion for it. I didn't have any, any problems with the classes. It just, I just wasn't interested. Gotcha. So, so the, as you say that, then, bro, walk us through it because now you're getting the finance job, right? We got to put our big boy pants on. You know what I'm saying? We got to grow up. We in the field now. Then where we, we did, where did you start thinking that I want to insert my comedic, you know, my genes into into social media when I'm working in finance? Finance is very regulated, very stringent. You can't even be on social media if you're at a finance company. So, like, when did that start, bro? It it started almost immediately, but the issue was I would never. So I, I would start it. And then I wouldn't keep it going. And then mm. I'd start it and then I wouldn't keep it going. And then, you know, one one day I just kind of put my foot down and said, all right, I'm going to start this social media journey and I'm not going to stop. Mm. And we'll see where my how how, how, I, how I can progress if I don't quit. Because I started beforehand, but like I'd make a couple videos or a couple memes and then I'd, I'd get tired or like I sit on the couch and I'd never post again. I just yeah. I just keep scrolling. And then I started up again a few months later and then, I, you know, I'd, I'd never completed. So 
Um, it took me about a year and a half to actually put my foot down and say, I'm going to give it of 100% of my time and give it give it my all and not quit and see where it takes me. And was there a specific thing that triggered that though, bro? Like for me, what triggered it was I hated fucking sales and cold calls. So was there a specific moment that was like, yo, bro, like I got to do this and this is what I'm trying to accomplish out of it? Like, was there a plan with it? To to be honest, it wasn't anything like that. But I think just from seeing other content creators and people around the time blow up and start to, because the, the term influencer really wasn't a thing mm. back then, but they were influencers. Um, but so just seeing other people doing the things that I would I felt like I could do while I'm mm. working a nine to five. I'm like, man, I could, I could, I could have did that too. Like I have the same type of. And my joy would be funny. They did. <laughs> in a way. Real talk. Real talk. In a way, but I don't know. It, it was something that was like burning inside of me. Like, hey, man, you you got to get this out and not quit after a month. So I don't know. There was there really wasn't like a specific like point in time. That's fine. I'm curious to just ask you, but what was your direction, right? Like, just just started out comedic. You know what I mean? Some guys do the memes, like reaction videos. Mm -hmm. You have a, a start point that you actually focused on. Like, where did you say, okay, this is the type of, because you know you're funny, right? But like, how do you portray your funny to the world? Is what I'm asking. Like, what what kind of lane did you wanna did you wanna start in? Because I'm pretty sure where you started is not kind of where you are in this moment. No, not not at all. When I started, I just wanted to get the ball rolling okay. because I knew that the hardest part was was getting the ball rolling Starting, to, to, yeah. to keep to keep going. Um, so I started making memes, and then I would um, research and see what what type of videos or you know memes are trending at the time, and I would try to emulate that. So if it was um five second because vine was popular then so if it was five second videos i would try to make a five second video if it was a video with a voiceover or a specific sound or a specific you know whatever was trending at the time i tried to hop on the trending stuff to kind of give myself the boost um but i knew that eventually once i got some sort of base following and once i kind of got um you know, once I kind of got the pedals going on the bike and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on my own, then I can kind of branch out and do what I feel was was funny or what I wanted to do. But I started off with memes. You know, I just I just tried to get the ball rolling and, and see what people resonated with. And then I would try to do a little bit more of that and a little bit more of that. And then yada, yada, yada. That's dope, bro. Because, you know, we, we also had another influencer. We had another uh, Joel Lodgy, right? We had him on like a couple episodes, bro. And he said he posts eight times a day and he was going crazy. He said he had a situation where somebody went viral, got like 10 million views on TikTok, but it was something outside of their niche. So what was your first joint that went viral since you was doing memes? And how did you transition to video? So when, when I started, the first thing that went viral for me, and it was weird, was a grammar video. So I, I made a video discussing the differences between there, there, and there. And it's and for a lot of people on the internet, it's a hot topic because it's an easy way to make fun of somebody or, you know, you spelled there wrong or using the wrong there. Yeah. So I described it and I had a very funny example sentence where I would like use cuss words or something. It's like something way left field yeah, yeah. that you wouldn't expect. And that was kind of like my base foundation of my followers coming up. So I just kept doing that. And, you know, I did two, two and two, your, your, your. And I, I just did it because people liked it. 
But to my core, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I don't like grammar, but I'm not an English major. I don't want to keep doing English, you know, grammar videos. I just did it because people liked it. And I, I made it funny. I made a grammar video funny. Um, and I thought that was my talent. I could kind of make something so boring funny. Um, so that, yeah, that, that was my first like real viral type video. And I, you know, I, I made those and then I brought in my con, uh, my, my, um, concepts a little bit, brought in my creativity and, um, tried to find something else that was still funny, but also something that the audience liked. And, you know, eventually I kind of moved away from the, 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 the grammar videos much to some of my audience's dismay, but uh fire yeah yeah fire fire broski what you gonna ask something after you I say that no 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 I, I just I'm listening to it because um at that time you know everybody's kind of like loading up on one platform what was your main platform that you started with was it vine no my my main platform was um Instagram okay Instagram is my all-time all-time favorite platform okay. It'll be my favorite platform 20 years from now. Yada, yeah, yada, yada. Because the reason I, I started. Okay, my fault. Oh, oh, go ahead. My bad. No, no, no. I was just saying the reason that I asked because you know it came after Facebook. You understand what I'm saying? And Vine, you know, you know, all of these um programs have different inception times. So I was just curious to see, like, did you develop your baseline in one first and then transition over and start changing your material? Or did you say, okay, it's working here? Let's say you started Instagram. You did the, the UUU, it's working here. And then you didn't even change um, or repurpose the, the, the content. You just moved it over to the next platform and said, let me see if I can kind of duplicate the success. Like, how did that work? Yeah, that's that's what I did. So at, at the time, I actually yeah. started around late 2017, early 2018. Mm -hmm. um, and Instagram was my main platform, the one that I wanted to make work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, no disrespect to Facebook, but I didn't use I didn't look at Facebook at the time as a platform where I could build a, like a, a following. Platform. Yeah, um, it's it's one you could do now. There's there's a separate audience for Facebook that I don't think that people should ignore, even though, I, you know, they're a little bit of the older generation. But I get you know, I get that. Um, need all our demographics. We need them. You, need, <laughs> you never want to put all your eggs in one basket. Um, and I knew that then. But I knew that I had to focus on one platform and then try to branch out to other platforms. And but I think by that time, Vine had got axed, like Vine was gone mm. um, a few years later, a few months later. So I, I couldn't really do too much with Vine because it just, there was no Vine. Yeah. So I utilized Instagram and Twitter. And then, um, yeah, I would, um, I would focus on one platform, take the, you know, the, the, their, their, their videos and just post them over there and see if I got the same traction. And sometimes it'll work, sometimes it didn't. But that's the one thing that I knew about coming into this game of being a content creator that you have to be able to be adaptable and you have to be able to research and find out what works for each platform. Because every platform is different, every audience is different, and you have to respect how how they work. and. I don't know. It was, it was it was a learning curve. You know, the things that I know now is different than what I did back then. Message. The message. <laughs> Real shit. Because it's so hard, bro. Like we doing it now, right? We'll get a clip mm -hmm. that'll fly on Instagram and YouTube Shorts. 
get four likes on LinkedIn, and then you know what I'm saying, and it's how you message it, right? The captions, right? How you position it, what format of the videos, all that stuff that you have to take into account with it, right? It's a process. And it's a process, bro, and learning process. that stuff. But but once you get it though, you're dangerous. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so I'm curious now, bro. Like like just to tell out because you have a lot of fans and followers, bro. What is your content process, and are you doing it solo? Do you have a team? Like just walk us through like what's a day in the life for you, bro? As far as yeah, creating I'm, content. I'm- I'm I'm solo dolo, solo dolo, um, and that's you know it is not because I want it that way, mm. or I, you know I don't I I prefer it that way. I have no problem with you know doing collabs and working with the team. It just it's easier to do it by myself because mm. I know I know what I want to see. I know what angle I want. You know, saying I know what you know. It's it's just easier to do it by myself. Um, but in in terms of process, as of right now, I have a. A formula that I'm trying to stick to. Mm. Um, I want to make content that's short, right to the point, because people's attention spans, you know, are not the best. Yeah. Um, relatable, easily shareable, and and with a hint of funny. So there's four pieces of criteria that I try to focus on. It's got to be relatable so that people can share it. It's got to be short with a hint of funny. Um, mm. That's been my formula for the past two years, which has helped me grow my platforms to where where they are now. Um, and of, of course my, my niche right now is, uh, office comedy, office yeah. skits. So I want to, I still want to do office skits, but I also want to branch out to just more, you know, just funny shit in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I post what I like to post, what I think is funny. And I'm thankfully I have an audience now that just likes seeing what I post as opposed to seeing specific types of content, they just want to see me. They just want to see funny stuff from me, you know? Um, And that's just from grinding for the past four and a half years. And like, how how many videos do you, do you record a day? Do you like, do you batch record? Do you do like 10 videos, 20 videos in a day? At least I know I'm going to schedule out a content calendar or you like me, bro. I'm just winging it by get up. This is how I feel. This is what's up. I'm posting this. Me and Chad are feeling the vibe. Yo, we going with that. You know what I'm saying? I started off shooting every day for that day. Uh-huh. Um, and then I, it just wasn't sustainable. There was just too much. I, had, I mean, I still had to work. There was just too much stuff going on. Mm. And if I didn't find the time to shoot that day, then I didn't have anything to post. So over time, I learned that it would probably be in my best interest to shoot more than one piece of content or like take a day and just shoot like three or four pieces of content and then post it throughout the week. To, you know, it, it kind of came down to planning it out and time management. And mm. a lot of the videos that I post now, I've already shot a few days prior. Mm. Um, or every once in a while, if I have a really good idea, I'll, I'll shoot it that same day. It's like, I can't I can't wait. I got to shoot it and then I got to post it. Yeah. Um, but I, I try to batch shoot and so that I, it frees up time to do other things. And um, I like to plan out what I'm going to shoot like on Sunday or, or Monday. I have mm-hmm. like a list of just ideas that I kind of want to like topics, yep. Accomplish, and yeah. then I, you know, I go about knock them out, and then I figure out which ones I want to post on which day, and I, I try to post once a day, at, at minimum, once every day. Um, I'm working on, you know, posting a little bit more on TikTok two to three times a day, but it's tough to post new content every day. So, yeah, but yeah, 
Shit, you ain't never lie. So you ain't gotta post eight times a day like Joe said. Joe told us we gotta post you know I mean? eight times a day. <laughs> it's, it would be depending on how many, what type of content you post and how many followers you have. It it may be beneficial to do. I wouldn't say eight times, but it may be beneficial to do like three or four, maybe five times a day at, at max. Just in my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. um, but if if you're looking to grow as a content creator, and again, it depends on what you're able to do and your niche, mm -hmm. I think you should at least post every day or every other day or some sort of consistent basis. If it's not every day, every other day, just make it consistent so that your audience knows what to expect. Yeah. And the same thing with the algorithm knows what to expect as well. Yeah. 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 Um, you should have stayed in engineering just for these fucking algorithms. I ain't even gonna lie to you. <laughs> I can't hold you like, you know, learning algorithms each one is so completely different. Like you can literally go to, this should actually be a degree at this point for each one of these social platforms as I like ask. how to, because if you think about it, you got marketing, you understand, you got promotion, you understand what I'm saying? You got connect. There is so many aspects, just Facebook. You understand like, you know, I agree. the meta part and it, it, it's just crazy. I really think that um some of these colleges should actually start offering social media uh, degrees because they offer other degrees as far as like micro selling online, right? Macros and how to create e-commerce business. Those are actually college courses in uh, accredited universities nowadays. So I think that they should actually offer some type of social media uh, class at this point because it's so prevalent. It's not an option anymore. It's a way of life. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I I'm surprised that there's not any now. That's, like, that's, a good, that's a good segue though, bro. Would you be all willing to do that? And are you doing that now for brands? And you know what I'm saying? Because like, that's that's the you, bro, that's a niche. Because we sell, I'm selling LinkedIn courses. Me and Chad, we selling LinkedIn courses. We go to brands and we teach them how to be an employee advocate, right? How can you drive inbound leads? So for you, bro, there's a lot of social media directors out there trying to accomplish a third of what you've done and can't even get to it. So, like, are you I, offering that as a business? I'm. I'm. I thought about it. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm not. I'm not currently no. But I've. I've thought about it. I've definitely thought about it, and I just. I haven't like I've always just like pushed it to the back burner when I'm thinking about it. It's like, oh yeah, this is a good idea. And then something else comes to mind and then I you know, I, I just push it away and never think about it again. Um, but more and more people are bringing it up and the more and more it comes to the forefront of my mind, the more and more I think about it. And I, I think I think maybe for 2024 that that might be something that I would be beneficial to do or to get Cause I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm an expert whatsoever, but I, I know what I know and I know what I've experienced and maybe what I experience can be helpful to someone else. Um, and, it, you know, cause I have a lot of different, different ways of what's, what's, what's the best way to say this? I feel like with some of those courses, a lot of people talk about the same four or five things and the way that I, grew my brand and my page, I used a lot of unconventional message, methods that aren't always talked about. Um, so I think if I incorporate a little bit more of those um, and weave them into the typical, you know, be consistent and do this and, That's you know, it. Times and yada, yada, yada. That I think be, I think that could be your shit. Unconventional social media strategy, bro. You got the traffic. You got the traffic, like Marvel. You get make you a little link tree, bro. I'm saying it right now. OTB Wade Empire. We about to do a course on you. <laughs> we about to do a course. I'm I got soon. you off camera. I'm telling you, bro. Off camera, I'm gonna tell you the whole process. We got you. Call it the road less traveled. Why not? <laughs>
Road well, less travel. Why should you be conventional um, where we're in a, a day and an age where conventional success is not success? It's unconventional success. So why should you travel the same path? Message. That boy, that boy, pardon. <laughs> I think, I think, like Jared said, I think you have the traffic, and and the knowledge, and and when you say that you're not an expert based off of what you said, I listened to you. You said you you studied it, right? You said you studied. You said you watched what was trending, what was not. So you've studied it. You've learned it. You've taken the time to learn your craft, right? An expert is just somebody that has a certain level of understanding of their craft. If you're not considered an expert, then shit, who is? Right. Shit. What do you got? You said 1.2 million followers, right? Oh, I'm getting there. You know, I'm getting there. But to break a million followers followers and technically not be a celebrity, that's a... What do you think that is? That's not by mistake. And then you have 750,000 on another platform, almost to a million. So you're showing that not only do you know the process, but you're easily recreating the process. So like I said, if that ain't an expert, I shit. Bro, you have more reach than some major brands. That's a fact. You are a major brand and we have to act and think like it. And we have to incorporate business like that. You know what I'm saying? So when you didn't say the courses, if you don't mind sharing with us, bro, I'm wondering like what, what other ways do you look to monetize your content? Is it through like, like regular opportunities, like is it like creative stuff? Are you selling merch? You know what I'm saying? Like, how, how do you monetize, bro? So I'm um, merch. Merch is something I've been back and forth on. Um, I started off with merch mm-hmm. and um, I stopped doing it. I'm thinking about doing it again, but I want to do unconventional merch ideas. Makes sense. Um, but I want to. I want to make sure that I get it right because, like, I want to have like my own like alcohol and wine brand. I want to have mm-hmm. my own glass brand. You know what I'm saying? I want to do like my own like cologne. It's like something different than just the t-shirts and uh, no disrespect, t-shirts and the hats, stuff that kind of aligns with my brand. Cause you know, I wear, I wear watches all the time. I, you know, I, I post about wine and stuff all the time. And it's right. just, I want to do stuff that kind of is aligned with what I'm interested in and what I think I could sell to people. Um, but as far as monetizing, the majority of the income comes from working with brands. They, they, pay, they pay the most. Mm. Um, but thankfully, right now we're in a creator boom. We're TikTok, Instagram, YouTube—they're focused on paying creators now. Even though you know it's a little chump change, you know, pennies on a dollar, but it's a, it's a start. Yeah. Um, and I think in the next couple of years they could really make some strides, and so that more content creators can make more of a living just by posting on their platform. Um, and you know, you, YouTube has already kind of been doing that. They're kind of king and paying yeah. their creators. Especially if you have a large following, you. Oh, people! Just, I know we know people making forty, fifty, sixty thousand, bro, off of YouTube alone a month. Yeah. Woo! Just thinking about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I can, if Instagram and TikTok can kind of get somewhere close to to where YouTube pays, and you have a decent following on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, you can really make hella money just from posting things that you like to post and being yourself and working on your own time and. Yeah, but me, well, me, and, most, for sure. say, me and Chad talk about this a lot, bro. And we had this conversation with Haji too, bro. I think a big problem with a lot of, at least for black creators, and this is why we're on the live podcast network, which is the first black owned woman that owned podcast network, right? There's no transparency for black creators, right? You at a high level, bro. And you know what I'm saying? There's people on our level, like there's people on like 20,000 micro influencers, nano, whatever. And we're, we don't know where to price our, our work at. How do we price and value our content? 
So if you can give somebody some insight, can you give us some insight, bro, on how you value your content and what, you know, how do you, how do we make sure we get above market market dollar for our content? So that's, that one's is, it's not an easy question to tell people what you're, because everybody wants a certain amount, but you mm-hmm. also have to realize that brands only have a certain amount of money allotted for influencers mm-hmm. for their uh, promotions or whatever they're trying to, you know, showcase. Mm-hmm. So if they have, if they have like $50,000 and they want 10 influencers to promote this product or promote this or whatever, they have to find a way to get that $50,000 between the 10 influencers that they want. And you can negotiate your prices, but you know, again, it doesn't matter. Like it could be Nike and they only have, 50, of course, Nike has a lot of money, yeah. but they only have a certain amount allotted for this promotion. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't um, tell brands what you want because you got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. I would start off by asking the brand. You never, you never want to be the first person to throw out a price ever, right? You want to know what the brand wants to give you first, and then you can go from there. Message. Uh, that and that's just what I've learned in my experience. And thankfully, I'm at a point now where I don't have to do that much negotiating because I have a I have a manager now that that handles that mm. um Fire. but if it was just me normally what i would do before i had a manager was i i would try to find out so, sometimes i played this is just what i what i did i played stupid sometimes i would say hey i've never done this before what is something like this typically cost you know what do you typically give to people like me for something like this and then the brand would throw out a number i'm like oh wow that number is way bigger than what i thought it was going to be um and then you just you just you just go from there, you know. Uh, if it's lower than that, then I say, hey, this is my price for what they're asking. And if it's not something that you guys can agree on, then maybe you guys maybe you should ask the brand, hey, like like for example, if they're paying you to do like two TikToks, okay, mm-hmm. well, what about just one TikTok? What about just one Instagram video or Instagram story? You know, maybe just change the deliverables of what they're asking mm. to match the price of what you're looking for. Um, but again, you, you gotta, and there's, there's not like a one size fits all. Facts. Type of thing. Um, but, but I will say not to, not to ramble on. No, you good, bro. If, if there's an opportunity to work with the brand in the future to develop a relationship, I would never want to lose an opportunity to work with the brand because we couldn't come to an agreement on the price. I wouldn't tell the brand that up front, but I would still negotiate, but do the best that you can with negotiating. Um, And I'm not saying take whatever offer they have, but if it's a situation where you know that you may be able to work with them in the future and make that money up in the future, you know, sometimes you just kind of have to bite the bullet initially and, and, um, and, and, and do that. But we're going to get a bell for you. Yeah. But in, in terms of like finding out what actual price. My fault. We're we, we in third period economics. You're breaking it down. <laughs> we in economics. What the price is, that's that's a little bit tougher because I've, I've talked to people that are like, I need to get paid $10,000 for this. And like, you know, I know my I know my my worth and I, and I respect that. I get that. But if 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 nobody is accepting your price then something's wrong. Like if, if, if nobody is accepting your price, then I'm not saying that you're not worth that price, but 
you have to maybe work your way up to that price. Otherwise, you're not going to get like if your price is ten thousand dollars and they're coming to you at seven. Would you rather have seven thousand dollars or zero dollars? I, I, I mean, that that's just my mindset at the end of the day. I would still negotiate for the ten. If the best they can do is seven, then it's tough. Right, and that's, and that's where the transparency comes in, right? Yep. Let's let's hope we, that we, we don't do. know. Yeah, like because we don't. If you got bro, if I'm you, I want the fifty thousand. I don't care about the mother 10. I'm just keeping it real. I don't want, I, I want the 50,000. This is what my, I'm pretty sure you look at your analytics. You know what your numbers do. You know what your conversion rates are. You know what's up. You have a loyal audience that does that. And that commands a certain value. You know what I'm saying? So it, I respect that. If you feel that that's what you definitely ask for it, but you also have to be aware that sometimes the brand will be like, hell no, that's not what we see. That's not what we don't pay you. That is possible. So, <laughs> so um, we had this conversation the other day with a with an interview that we had with Kid Flash. Shout out to Kid Flash, man. Right. Super smart kid, 25 years old. But it reiterates that conversation really briefly on knowing your worth as an artist. You are still an artist. You're no different from Da Vinci. You understand you're no different from um, anybody that creates a, a piece of art and values their art for what they feel it is, right? And long story short, we had the conversation there about what your market is. Some people want to be the bargain market where, like a hustler, right? We're in the streets, we hustle, buy for, buy for the high, sell for the low. Get it off quick, right? Some people don't do that. They're not breaking it down. They're selling the whole, and if you could afford it or you don't. So, so when these companies come to you, it's not a disrespect to you when they say they don't see your value. It's a respect thing to you can say, well, good. You won't see me a hundred times, but when you do see me, it's going to be with these elite companies only. So that way now that drives my, my, my value even higher. Cause you know, now I'm not even doing it for under a certain amount, or you can't even get me in this range. So I think it's a very slippery slope that you need to navigate based on what your financial situation is in the moment. And um, like Jared said, look at your analytics and just see if your analytics can support what that price is that you're asking for. You know what I mean? The relationship building is always going to be there. But to that, I just will say, yes, you might have the greatest feeling in the world that a company will work with you again because you negotiate with them and they won't. You know what I mean? And, that's, and that's that's right. Yeah, bro. And that's and that's a great point. And the okay. uh, the comment that just popped up and put it you know, right back. Yeah, brought, brought something else to my mind. I also thought about this in a, in a real estate sense of mind. If you have a house mm -hmm. that you want to sell and you feel like it's worth a million dollars, but every offer that comes to you is like half a million dollars, what do you do? Yeah. Do you leave it? Is if, if the if the market value for the house is half a million dollars and that's all people want to pay for it? I mean, that's that's kind of that that comment that TNT seven eighteen just just yep. typed in kind of reminded yeah. me of that. It's like it, yeah. it's like the real estate market. If you have a house that you think is worth this amount, but it's actually worth this amount, what do, what do you do? It's like you said, it's a slippery slope, and every every situation is different, and you just gotta take everything with a grain of salt. It's kind of that's kinda real, man. Yeah. That's real, bro. And I was gonna ask you too, bro. So. So when was that one moment? Because we ask everybody, broski. Like, what's the one moment for you that you knew was up, that you knew was lit? Somebody hit you up, a celebrity, somebody hit, something happened, bro. What was one of that moments for you that you don't mind sharing with us, bro? Um, I gotta think about that. I gotta think about that. Are you are you thinking more? Are you saying more so? What was that moment where like I had like my 
biggest viral video where I knew that I think he's talking about the, the the mama I made it moment, right? Jack? Yeah, wait, where you felt like, yo, I've finally arrived. You know what I'm saying? I've arrived, sir. Um, there, there wasn't like one specific moment, but it was like a compilation of like really good things that happened consistently over you know a short period of time. And again, it was around 2020 when my content started to really blow up. And that's when like my interest peaked even more. I'm like, oh man, I'm I'm really doing this. This is I'm the, the hard work that I'm putting in is actually I'm it's working. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually getting recognition. This this is working. This is oh, I'm gonna keep doing this. This is nice. So it was it was around the pandemic time, um, un unfortunately, but I think a lot of people say that too. Um but um, I posted a video about iced coffee that went viral and it was a Dunkin' Donuts coffee, Dunkin' coffee thing that I used. Mm -hmm. Dunkin' saw it and they reached out to me and um, I did a brand deal with Dunkin'. And I think it was because of that video that my managers now reached out because they saw that video. And, you know, I have a pretty good relationship with, um, the folks over at BET, and I think they saw that that video too. Mm -hmm. um, so it wasn't just the video, but it was the after that video, I posted a lot of other content that was consistent with how that video performed. Mm -hmm. And I think it was the consistency of those videos that brought a lot of uh, eyes to me and my brand and my page. And, you know, since I got all that exposure and all that, you know, everybody looking at me and I lived up to the moment, that really was like a a, a mama I made it type situation. Like, man, I'm, I'm really, I'm really doing this. I'm really yeah. doing this. <laughs> Shout out to Natasha. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey Natasha. Yo, yo, was that, was that intentional, bro? Was, was Duncan intentional? Did you have the cup intentionally? No. Well, no, it, it was, I was going to get a Starbucks one. Disclaimer, <laughs> but there was no Starbucks locations near where I was at the time. So Duncan was the closest location to do the video. So like, All right, I'm gonna just get a Duncan cup. And um, I just so happened to, and it wasn't purposely, I wasn't purposely trying to show the brand. It was just a Duncan cup. And um, it was making fun of women with iced coffee, how they shake it, you know, around the office all the time and yada, yada, yada. And that one was, the 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 grammar videos were like my foundation viral videos, mm -hmm. but once I stopped doing that, that iced coffee video was probably my biggest video of like all time, mm -hmm. and that was like 2020, 2021, I think. Yeah, divine time. I'm thinking the same thing, Natasha. Like, what are the odds of you hey. making that video, showing the video, right? Like, you could have placed the camera in any which way where the cup is not visible, mm -hmm. and it just happened to happen like that. That's super fire, man. But no. But let's take it. Let's take it back for a second. Mm -hmm. What you don't even realize is what you just said plays into what we talked about as far as marketing. Starbucks mm -hmm. is seven times more expensive than Dunkin'. It's a reason that there's not a Starbucks on every corner that you see a Dunkin' on because the demographic doesn't support an eighteen dollar mocha latte cappuccino <laughs> frap. You understand? I'm, I'm just you. That goes exactly <laughs> to what we just talked about, right? Starbucks is owned by a bunch of wealthy people. It started out in California and you knew what it was designed for. It was like a wealthy coffee. It's not the everyday coffee. Dunkin' Donuts is what? Start your day on Dunkin'. It's the everyday coffee. It's the, the everyday person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. look, 
So, yes, it played out in your favor because technically it was designed to play out in your favor. It's designed to be in almost every hood where, guess what? You're not going to see a Starbucks you know. with some coffee. You can stop right here in Dunkin'. Give me that Dunkin'. Yeah. yeah it worked out. It, 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 worked. It, it was fake. Yeah. You know, fake. Um, I have it. J let status me ask you a quick question, too. Um, I want to know um, when did Wade, the person, the comedian, the meme guy turn into the Wade Empire. When did when did that point come mm. where you said no more fun and games, let's talk business? And and you actually like laid the foundation for your business. When when was that point? That that was around the the, the pandemic time. Okay. Um so because of the stay-at-home order mm. and everybody working from home, work was a hot topic during that time. And mm. I just so happened. So at, at the time, I didn't really have time to shoot content at home um, because I didn't have good lighting. I was tired from work. So the best times for me to shoot content was when I had a suit on at work. So I tried to figure out what type of content can I create that made sense for me having a suit? Because I, I used to make content, but I'd have a suit on and like, why, why does he have a suit on? And the, the video has nothing to do with him having a suit on. Mm -hmm. So I tried to make videos that would make sense for me having a suit. And it came down to work and because of the pandemic and people working from home and work being a hot topic and me creating work videos, making fun of work. Um, that's kind of what helped transcend um, my status. And it kind of like it was like, it was like an eye opening moment, like, like, whoa, OK, I can just keep this up because the audience resonates with it. It's relatable. It's mm -hmm. funny. It makes sense. It's easy for me to do. And I'm I could see the fruits of my labor. So I'm like, I'm not I'm not going back to where I was. I'm gonna just keep doing it. Cause like Fact, again, I knew I knew that I could do this, but that now I can now I see it. And I kind of attribute this to it's a terrible analogy, terrible analogy, but I kind of attribute this to LeBron going to Miami and winning his first championship mm -hmm. and him actually seeing what it's like to win the championship. Mm. And then he goes back to Cleveland and, you know, he dominates, even though they still won one championship. But that was kind of like my my mindset. I'm a big LeBron fan, so my bad. Yeah, um, that was good, bro. You'd go. One but that's, that was me seeing, oh, man, I, I, I actually put the work in and I can see the results of me grinding. I'm going to keep going. I ain't stopping. That, Let's that's do it. fire. So the Let's workplace came from – the trendy, the trendy topic of everybody being a pandemic and you just going with that, bro. I'm in a suit and I'm gonna just keep going off of topics. What what was like? I'm curious, what was the investment, the initial investment that you put up for yourself, bro? Like what were you using to shoot the stuff with? How were you editing? If you don't mind sharing, like how long it took, like stuff like that. At at the time, I kept everything super simple. I just I shot with what I had. And at mm. the time, I it was just me and my iPhone. So I I, I bought a tripod for the times where I couldn't like host my iPhone on the computer. I would shoot at work too. And I, I'd be super sneaky at work, but <laughs> it would just be my iPhone. And I would like to plan, I I'd try to plan out to a T what I was gonna shoot, what I was gonna say, the different angles so that it was a quick process because I was shooting at work. So I didn't wanna take too much time. So I kind of made it, I was meticulous and, and you know just making it straight to the point. Um, and then I would edit it in an app called InShot. And yeah. to this day, I still use InShot. It's my favorite editing app, um, mm. at least, you know, on, on mobile. 
Um, I used to use like Final Cut Pro and Adobe stuff, but I'm yeah. I'm more mobile now. I don't care my laptop with me all the time. Straight in shot. No cap cut, none of them other ones. Nope. No, I tried cap cut. Like all of them, they're they're all cool and they're all kind of similar. But since I started off with InShot a few years ago, I'm like, I know the platform inside out, so I can I can make magic with this work. So InShot, if you hear this, get a man a check. Yeah. <laughs> I want to Natasha Natasha's commenting a lot, and I don't want to. I want to show her that we're actually paying attention. We are paying attention to you, Natasha. I see this comment that says you have the purple face crying. I'm just hoping, Lord, please, that you don't look like this. You know <laughs> <laughs> please don't look like that, Natasha. You cry. We go. Natasha's Natasha is, uh, is my publicist. Very, I know. I know. I just had to mess with her a little bit when she said the purple face crying. As long as you don't look like that when you cry, we all uh -huh. good. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but I, I could definitely understand. Um, we talk about that all the time also. There's a lot of different programs that come out that do the same thing, right? I like, the, I'm a creature of habit. Um, yeah, she said that. <laughs> that's me one too. of her favorite <laughs> I like Natasha. Um, mm -hmm. She dope. We are all like creatures of habit, right? When I lock on to something as far as a program, when I get the, the niche of it, because all of these programs, technically, again, you need degrees to understand the full mm -hmm. magnitude of how to run these things, right? Once you lock on to something, it's like, why change? Yeah, there, yeah. there are updates and there's other programs out, but once you feel comfortable and you've got this program to give you what you need in a minute, two minutes, three minutes, why upgrade to something that's going to take you two hours to figure out? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Stay with what you know. Stay with it. That was my mindset with InShot. They would I, know, you know. I know that there's probably like more advanced apps out there, mm -hmm. but like you said, I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. I know what I need to do on InShot, like right here and there, mm -hmm. and it's just it's it's just easier to to to, to do and, and to manage. So you know, you know, you know what I thought about too when you said that story too. Said you was work, you was actually creating the content in the office, right? So what was that like being a content creator in the office, bro? You know what I'm saying? What was that like? And did they support you? What was it like? And what was the moment when you when you boogied or you quit or did you leave your job? Like, can you tell us a little bit about that, bro? Like, yeah. So um, at first I was smart about it because I knew that I'm, I'm not supposed to be on social media, let alone shooting content at work. Um, so I would try to shoot content either before work, after work yeah. or during lunch. Um, but once I was like, Sometimes it just didn't work out that way, right? So <laughs> whenever there was some downtime, I would, you know, go to the break room or go to an area where there wasn't that many coworkers. And like I said, I, I would have everything kind of figured out to a T because I knew that I was shooting at work. So I, I had to get everything done in like one or two takes. So like I'd walk past the area and kind of plan it out and like put the camera here, like with this work, with that work. And then I come back like 20, 20 minutes later, like put everything up, look around and be like, ain't nobody over here. All right. Click and then do it and then do what I got to do. Right. Um, right. So I'll be I'll be I'll be hella sneaky. Um, but what I started off was I, I blocked everybody at work, so there was no way that they was gonna see any of my content. This man is smart. Man, I blocked everybody. But I also knew that if everything worked out in my favor, even though I blocked them, they would probably still see my content anyway. anyways. Yeah. Right. And that's what happened. I blocked everybody. My boss and, and you know, I've, I worked with a bunch of uh, older individuals, so they weren't really on social media a lot, um, which also worked to my favor. But their kids were, and um, 
one of my coworkers was like, hey, my daughter was scrolling on TikTok one day and I thought I saw you on TikTok and um, yada, 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 yada. And I had everybody blocked, but I didn't block their, you know, their kids or anything like that. But um, I, I, I think it was, I think it was the iced coffee video or another video. Um, but everybody was supportive, especially because I had a decent amount of following. If I had like 500 followers doing it, it, you know, it would be a little different because I was just starting out and they didn't see the progression. Um, but there was one time where, you know, I posted a video at work about how much, you know, of course I hate my job and, and, um, HR got wind of it. And I've met with HR a couple of times, but, uh, they, 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 so first of all, even though I'm not a good employee online, I was a great employee actually in in real life working. Mm -hmm. So they were kind of shocked that I was portraying a bad worker when I was a good worker. And they thought that I hated my job. I mean, everybody kind of hates their job, but they thought that I really hated my job and I was posting about it online. When in actuality, I was just like, I was making funny videos with this persona of hating my job. so like, hey, 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 Toro, do you do you hate do you hate working here? You know, I mean, that, in the back of your mind, you I mean, you always hate. You don't like, like hell work, yeah, I do, day, but right? shit, get out of my face. Well, yeah. <laughs> get out of my face. But like, they were like, well, we we see you got twenty six thousand likes and twenty six thousand comments though, but that's great. But do do you not like working here? Um, so, you know, just just doing that back and forth. And eventually, you know, like I said, working with brands and, and finding ways to monetize at the time, I was making more money with the side job than I was with my nine to five. There you go. So I was like, hey, if 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 I devote my full time and effort to doing this, imagine how much more money I could make because I'm making I'm making this amount while working a nine to five. How much can I make if I don't have a nine to five? Um, so, you know, I, I told my, my job deuces, chucked up the deuces and, um, never, never looked back. I have no intention of going back. Message. Just bet on yourself. <laughs> yeah, bet on yourself. But it, it started off as one of those things where like, I had a passion for it, but I, I also need to eat. So I, I still have to do the nine to five and then I'm gonna work on my hustle on the side until my side hustle becomes my main job, my main hustle. And thankfully, it, it worked out for me in, in that regard. Um, and like I said, I'm not, I'm not I'm not looking back. And they all know it's it's all it's all jokes. It's nothing personal. Fire, man. That's what's up, man. And I, I feel you too, Natasha. I blocked everybody in my company too, man. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, off rip, you gotta block them, but then you slowly unblock them afterwards. You know, you know, I'm gonna ask you the question: Did you make a meme? Off the POV of going to HR versus you. <laughs> if you didn't make a meme for that, I'm gonna. There's no video for that. We right going now because you know those POV videos are fire. Like POV HR, do you hate? Do you like your job? Me? No, I love. It. I fucking hate it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like no. If you didn't make a meme for that, I'm gonna be so disappointed right now because that was fire from you right there. I'm gonna lie. I, I made one, but it wasn't specifically like that. But it was one where HR was like going through your Instagram post about hating your job, and like I had like so like I, w- I would be HR, and I had like a paper full of just Instagram posts of me hating my job, but not that one specifically. But I've I've, I've definitely touched on that because that's that's relatable for sure. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know you sure gotta do one, bro. 
But uh, you know, <laughs> when we talk about um everything is timing, right? But also mm -hmm. the path that you took. Um, because let me just tell you, right? Um, I worked construction for a nine to five for a lot of years, and even though we're union, there's no fucking HR. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling we're union. Most unions uh, that run construction are union. You're backed by the union, but it's still a, a right to work, hire and fire. So yeah, right. you do that stunt in any other job that doesn't have an HR where you actually have to go through a process to get fired, and you could have actually lost your job on the spot. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So once again, that's not a mistake, right? You just happen to be in the right place with the with the right space to be able to produce your content and shit if you got caught hey i could get away with it you know what i'm saying so no, I, I think that's a blessing man i think that shows that everything kind of lined up for you to, the way it was supposed to for you to be able to do uh what you needed to do man but but say, similar and that, and that was, i was gonna say similar to what happened with, with corporate bro and glassdoor bro shout out to the brand y'all dropped the ball man so yeah. why is hr coming to you instead of the marketing team the marketing, the vice president of marketing should have been at your goddamn desk seven in the morning. Like you got 20, 26,000 likes. We're trying to get demos. We're trying to sell more product. And they could have offered you a Duncan type bag and actually held you more. If they would have did that, you probably still been there. You'd be like, yo, they they, they appreciate me. They value me. Uh, I, I could talk to leadership and all that. But they let you walk out the door and you averaging 26,000 likes. What are you doing, marketing? Actually, I actually, before I chuck the deuces, the, the people that found out before HR told people in marketing. So I, I was able to do one commercial okay, with my okay. job. Um, and then HR found out about the, the content that I was doing. And that was when I, I chucked the deuces. So I, I was able to, you know, squeeze a little something, something out of it. Yeah. Um, but like, like you said before, I, I knew the risk going into it, which is why I was trying to be so meticulous with either coming in early, coming in late, or staying late and doing it during lunch, or if I had to shoot on the clock, then it was a quick a quick process. And I made sure to not put any other coworkers in it, to not put any of the the, the brand of the, the company in it. So if someone looked at it, there was no way to trace it back to where I was, unless you actually worked with me or you knew that I was there, um, which made it a little bit more difficult. But but again, I, I just, that's what I had to do. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I squeezed a little bit out of the marketing um, at the time. See, see look, now, now, now they got the Jordan face. Now they got the Jordan face. <laughs> Real talk, man. And are, are, are you documenting all this stuff too, bro? Because your your journey is insane, bro. We ask, I ask every content creator here, are you doing that? Like, are you documenting the process it takes to go to, to, to create your content? Are you documenting you working with BET behind the scenes or the commercials, stuff like that? Are you doing that? So when you get to an even bigger pinnacle in your career, you have that and you can sell that off. Yeah. I, well, what, do you, what do you mean by, by documenting? Like, like, a, sort of like I'm, when I say document, I'm thinking like the Netflix, the Kanye. So the Kanye doc, oh, he had his two friends, you know what I'm saying? That was following him around everywhere. Now you have a manager, you know, you have a publicist, right? Are you documenting when you go into these brands, when you're talking to Duncan, how you're negotiating that so you can have an archive of, of content talking about business that you can later sell off and entertain? I don't, I don't have like a, of like a video document i have everything like it's it, it's documented in writing mm. you know what i'm saying like it's 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 summarized and you know my managers and my publicists have like a list of accomplishments and and you know like a little resume of yeah. things that i've done and, and accomplished so far um but as far as you know having a team you know follow me around it's i thought about that 
Um, but I don't think that I'm big enough yet for to 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 warrant to warrant doing something like that. I'm stuttering right now. Um, shit, you, shit, what, when I, are you then? Shit, if you ain't, you, know, what the fuck? you got more than some rappers, some celebrities, motherfuckers that's going platinum. When is it? When is the mountain, bro? I mean, I'm, 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 I'm team humble. I'm always team humble. I never want to brag because I've been in a situation where I've seen people brag, and like the person sitting next to them has ten times more followers than they do. Um, so you, you never, you never really know. And I'm, I'm thankful to be on the totem pole. But I, I feel like I'm on the lower end of the totem pole, but I'm on the totem pole. So I, I, I'm appreciative of that. I'm glad that I've made a name for myself and I have the followers that I have. In my mind, when you stack me up with other content creators that have been doing it just as long or maybe longer, you know, they, they have a little bit more like they're up here, but I'm like, I'm, I'm up here. So I, never, I, I don't want to discredit myself. But again, I, I never I never want to brag or sound like I'm bragging about where I'm at because all of it can go down the drain tomorrow. If Facts. you know like if TikTok if TikTok gets banned, I like, I'm I'm ass out. I'm like I ain't got shit. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I'm I'm that's real bro. I'm always team humble. Always team humble man. I got it I got it. Let me jump in for a second Jerry. Uh-huh. Now nah, I already know what you're about I'm like nigga you want to do it because, or no? Because I, because I respect what you're doing brother mm-hmm. um and I understand what what you think you're saying I gotta, I gotta come at you though, and 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 Natasha, right? Stop saying, stop saying that your team humble. The the definition of humble is not as you're using it. The definition of humble is actually having a lower self esteem or value for yourself, and and you should not have that as a human being. A lot of people use the word humble out of out of content because they think they've learned it from what somebody else used it out of content. So you continue to use it out of content because you never actually learned what it meant. The definition of humble is not as you're using it. The definition of humble is actually having a lower self-esteem or lowering your value to kind of like showcase that to fit in. That's not what you need to do, right? You didn't work this hard. You didn't go to school, get your education and and be as meticulous as you was to lower your own value. That's being counterproductive right there. You're shooting your own self in the foot. You understand? So don't do that. And we're going to celebrate you you and give you your most That's why Jared gave you, that's why Jared gave you the intro that he gave you because it's to celebrate you. There's, there's nothing wrong with saying I put in the hard work and let me get my flowers for it, right? The problem is we're just programmed to thinking that if we say, yes, we have accomplished some things and take pride in it, then we're being cocky or we're arrogant. They just use these things to keep you down. But, the, the, but that don't do that, bro. You understand what I'm saying? You're working hard, bro. And like Jared said, you already have a certain amount of followers, right? You don't need to... I don't know what your level is, where you're looking to be, but like Jared said, you need to document everything. Jared says... Everything is content. That's his favorite line. Everything is content. So the same way you just walk around, right? Have somebody with a gimbal and just film you because what he's referring to is the documentary of getting you an extra stream of revenue, right? Let's say you get to the mountaintop now. You're worth whatever you're worth. Your followers are enormous. Along with the written documentary that you have, you have the video. Now you can talk to Netflix. Now you can talk to Disney and say, listen, give me 10 million for the video portion of the production of this special now you got another bag exclusive audible deal shout out to amazon we're gonna do the vote the voice the voice we're gonna do the book and you create seven you can might create another seven streams of revenue just from that one documentary 
That's what he's talking about. So Absolutely. we, we want to promote you, bro. And we want to help we you celebrate, um, you, bro. Give okay. you the best opportunity to, to keep shining bright and never break you down, right? So never think that you're not good enough and never and never think that what you're doing should not be celebrated because that's a defeatist attitude. And we're not having that on more than the title, bro. We're not we having that. Right. We're rocking, okay, bro. Okay. You're a king. I bro. think what, what I what I what I was trying to convey is I, I never want to sound like I'm bragging. I, I think that's kind of what I was yeah. kind of Putting no, I, I don't, don't want to sound like I'm bragging because there's always a, there's always going to be somebody better than you. That's kind of what my mind said or kind of what I was trying to convey. I never, well, I sure. never I dig it. But it, but it goes back to what Jared said earlier. Guess what? If you don't brag or if you don't say anything, right? Then when I come right. in the game and try to follow you, I have no price point. I have no model to the follow. Because you're not saying anything. You see? You're not saying anything. That's what Jared was saying to you earlier, right? It's not about bragging. It's about saying, listen, at the level that I'm at, a million followers, this is what I command. It's not bragging. It's saying, this is I'm what I command. Wrong. You can charge whatever you want, but let me tell you what I'm getting. It's education. Now, yeah. if Jared has a million, he can say, well. We have a bar. We have a bar. You know what I'm saying? Nobody ever sets the bar. This is why content creators and anybody else in the industry keeps going up and down, and there's never no consistency. There's never no bar to get. To, to start to get us paid across the board because nobody's saying it. He, he said the exact same thing last week, bro. We had Walter Gear on. He's the most influential black executive in corporate America, bro. Yep. That's the award he got. We gave him the flowers, bro. And he did the same thing. Yo, I'm just humble. I just want to see other people eat. And we like, nah, bro. You are the most influential nah. black executive nah, in corporate America, bro. You know, you had to play the game. You had to make sure your hair was right. You had to throw the kayaks on. Your feet was fucking hurting. You had to go home. <laughs> you had to, you know what I mean, talk talk shop in the break room you had to eat a lot of shit bro to get to where you are and you did it with grace you did it with style and you opened the door for the next one we're gonna celebrate the f out of you bro you know what i'm saying as you should you same that. thing as you bro like i'm doing we're doing content right now we're at a certain level right now where we're growing and expanding and the workload is insane bro and we run a business so it's like i could only imagine what it was like doing a nine to five like that because i was doing the same thing i was trying to generate leads and deals with that shit so i started doing my own thing and it's hard as hell we're doing it on eight different platforms so, bro, what you've Stop. done is incredible. Not many people will get to that pinnacle. And so celebrate yourself, man. Celebrate that for your family. You, bro, this is for generational wealth. This is why we do this show, so we can get that game, man. You just opened up so many doors for your family, bro. Come on, man. We're going to celebrate that shit. I respect that. I respect that. You're right. And just remember this, Wade. Your journey started with no direction. But yeah. in, the, in, the, in the time that we are in now, you are the direction. And people like you that create content are the direction for the youth. They're looking to you for you guys to show them the way. Because now social media is prevalent. There's a hundred different apps out. There's a hundred different media sites out now, right? But what they don't have is people like you saying, all right, youngster, you coming in. I know when I came in, I had to wing it. But you don't have to wing it. And that's why Jared said, <laughs> and that's why Jared said about the courses. You can actually teach the courses on this about how to brand yourself, how to know your net worth, where to start out, and actually educate these people like college, right? So if this is what you want to do with your life instead of going to school and wasting four or five years and a hundred thousand dollars in debt, somebody can teach you how to do it so that at least you can have the benefit of starting it the right way. You understand? Instead bro. of making a mistake. Right. Content gonna change right, so right. many black lives, man. Yeah, it's gonna change it's so dope, many man. lives, bro. And I would even it's recommend we're trying to do it in, in the board of ed. We're trying to work in the board of ed where we do social media programs for kids, how to utilize LinkedIn, how to grow your network, how to build relationships and things like that, bro. I could see you doing an after school program, something mm -hmm. granted by the state or stuff like that, where you going around doing a tour for these kids, bro. Because you're on TikTok LinkedIn up and down. Very, 
LinkedIn is very underutilized and underappreciated. Oh, it's crazy, but it's a, it's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of politics now. I, I I'm one of the, I'm one of the OGs, bro. Like I was one of the, and I speak to a lot, and everybody who's popping on LinkedIn that you could think of, bro. I'm pretty sure I have a relationship with. And it's like I'm pretty sure it's like that with you on Instagram and other platforms, right? You know who's moving and shaking because you respect I, each my, other's work. IG's my thing. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, matter of fact, with that's a great question. Who who's somebody? Who are content creators that you're looking up to, bro? Who you see that's doing their thing that you know, and then you be like, man, I, I rock with them. Who's some of your your close friends that you throw ideas off of and stuff? Um, there's there's a lot of them. Um, I typically try to. I'm a I'm a big sports guy, but mm. my the majority of the content that I consume on social media is is like basketball or just you know it's it's pretty much basketball. So you talking about Filet um, and Michi? Yeah. <laughs> you talking about Filet and Michi? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> so I mean, something like stuff stuff like that. Um, the the content that I create is different than the content that I watch. I want to do more sports content, but I it, it would be a I'm going to eventually move into that lane, but I don't want to just completely switch and do it because, you know, I don't want to put my audience through that initially. But um, I'm a big fan of Drewski. He doesn't do basketball content, but I'm a yeah. big fan of Drewski. I've, I've seen his come up. Um, Funny Marco. Um, yeah, me and Marco. Funny Marco kind of started around the same time. I remember when Funny Marco had like 90,000 followers and we were DMing back and forth about, you know, doing share for share and, and yada, 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 stuff like that. Um, so I'm looking up to them. Desi Banks is another another yeah. guy that's kind of been in the game a long yeah. time. That when I started, he was being he was one of my influences when I started. Um, and he's still, you know, killing it and, and, and doing things now. Right. And then there's a lot of TikTokers that I don't I don't really know their name specifically, but like I see their videos all the time. And I'm like, man, y'all, y'all doing the damn thing. And anytime I see someone grinding and i see that they're making a name for themselves i'm always applauding them i'm always um because there's room for everybody to eat like there's there's an audience for everybody and even though we're in the same we may be in the same niche like people can follow two people at the same time like if 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 we're we're, like there's no competition unless you're like completely like stealing videos but but like I'm, i'm not i'm always rooting for other influencers. Um, but- that was a bar. You, you spitting bars. I didn't want to stop you at the wrong time, but that was a message. <laughs> we all can eat, baby. My, and uh, the last guy is uh, Supreme Dreams or RDC World. He does like a mm. anime and sports video. He did that LeBron video a long time ago, back in 2018. Um, but Supreme Dreams, Drewski, Desi Banks are like my top three. Like I'm always looking at their content and Haha Davis because he's from Michigan. Um, but like I'm, I'm always looking at their content and like seeing that, like that's my goal. Like that's my. Like mm. we were talking about earlier, what, for me to say that I've accomplished it, I got to get to their level. I'm looking at them, mm. and once I feel like I got to them, then I'm gonna talk my shit. Okay. So that that to, to your point that. earlier, that's kind of I I think that's probably what I'm doing now is why I don't brag that much or I, I say I'm team humble, but. Because I'm looking at them, it's like I need, I need that, and once I, because I set out to do that, and once I set out to do that, then I feel like I've accomplished it. But I don't yeah. want to yeah. diminish what I've accomplished so far or the level that I got to right now. So I want to, you know, like you said, I'm I'm living in the moment now. I got to live in the moment. I'm appreciative of what I got. But those those three or four guys are like 
make an exclusive announcement on more than a title. We doing a sports segment, wage trades. We doing it right now. OTP more than a title. We gonna do it is what it is what it is joint. Let's do it. By you bringing those guys up, you know, I got a question for you because you talked to Desi Banks and the Ha Ha Davises and these guys are really funny, but they've also started the transition, right? Desi Banks does a lot of movies, right? Ha Ha yeah. Davis has started doing a lot of movies yeah. and um, stand up too. Television and stand up, right? Yeah. So, what does that look like for Wade, right? So, you started out in memes, right? And then you started out doing the videos, like, so now what's your next transition, right? Would you like to see yourself once you get a certain amount of subscribers actually developing your own like skit, sketch comedy show or, you know, what is what is the next stage of the Wade evolution look like? So my my, my goal, the next step, I always still want to do content. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, I'm, social media influencer is, is who I am and I, I don't ever want to like throw that away, but I want to transition and do on more TV and film. Gotcha. Um, and that's in front of the camera and behind the camera. Um, I have a lot of creative ideas that I haven't really put pen to paper yet. Um, but I think once I kind of get the ball rolling and my foot in the door and kind of get a feel of the TV and film industry, I really want to try my hand at creating mm. like longer pieces of content, movies yeah. and skits and stuff like that. And I know, you know, you can, I can, I can still probably do it. I can still do it now because that that's kind of yeah. what YouTube is for. Um, but I've done a little. I've done a little bit of acting. I've been in a couple commercials um, with BT and with the one with my job. Um, been taking acting classes, and I, you know I have a lot of casting director friends and people in the industry. And thankfully, the strike just ended, so there's going to be a lot more opportunities that will present themselves to me. Um, but yeah, t TV and film is a. I'm a big TV and movie guy, so that's that's a passion of mine. Yeah. So I, I definitely want to uh, jump into that foray. And uh, you know, do do more TV and film like they are. Yeah. And um, have you have you thought of giving Wade like a character sort of like what Corp so did? So Corp bro is Corp bro, right? He's Ross Pomerantz, right? But he's corporate bro, and he actually invested. He said like half a million into his 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 show, bro. He got a full full length show, like fifteen minute episodes. Um, I can't think of the name on top mm -hmm. of my head. My bad, Corp sales bro. That's fire. Yeah, sales are dope. Sadness. Sales are dope. I watched it. Yeah, I loved fire. it. Fire. I loved it, bro. And that's what I'm thinking for you, bro. Like, have you considered that type of content? That's that's almost to a T exactly what I want to do. Okay, gotcha. We, we, me and Corp were talking about, um, and do a you know, it's just, it obviously it's just talk, but yeah, collab or like if they ever did like a season two, I would be a you know maybe someone that they would I consider doing something like that. I can see because you know I, I kind of fit I kind of fit in that in that in that um, that niche in that community, um, but that's specific specifically what I would love to do, especially to start off because you know. With YouTube, I can create content like that. Put it on YouTube. That's how Issa Rae kind of got found. She had yeah. her own kind of TV show, and Quinta Brunson had her own little thing going on social media on YouTube. And a you know a producer saw it, executive producer saw it. It's like, hey, let's let's give her a shot, give her an opportunity. Um, so I mean, I would add them into my list of people I look up to, inspirations, Quinta Brunson and Issa Rae because I also want to make that transition from social media into TV. Um, and you know, I'm going to kind of put a little bit more focus to it in 2024 um, and actually sit down and take all this, write it down, and find a way to implement it and see where it takes me and then take a step back 
and review, research, see what works, see what doesn't work, and then go back to the drawing board and take what I learned and implement it again and and, and just kind of keep going. Fire. We, we got to start the group chat after this for yeah. sure because we yeah. may be able to help you, bro. You know, I think I think you're in a phenomenal place, Wade. I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. being honest with you, bro. Like, you have the audience to actually perform your 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 trial and error with. Anything you put out is an immediate response that you can calculate analytically on what worked and what didn't. I think personally, as a businessman talking to another businessman, I think you should invest in yourself and start the process now. That way, you get your kinks out now. That way, you develop what you want now. That way, when you have the conversation, it's not we want you to come on our show as a character. It's now we want to invest in your show completely. Completely, That's a completely different number. That's a completely different. No, that's a completely different conversation. Yeah, that Pat McAfee number different. Pat Pat McAfee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was. I don't know if I said it. (laughs) I don't know if it was a pause. It sounded pause. I like the. I didn't like the tone. (laughs) I'm tripping all over it. But that's a perfect example of somebody that could have signed for a deal and then you get this enormous deal because they're not paying for you, the person. They're paying for your entire show itself and yeah. saying, right. yes, you have your show, you produce your show, you pay your workers. We're just going to fund your entire show now. Boom. You know right. what I mean? I think you're in a phenomenal position to Absolutely. do that. And if you do that, you, I think you'll be able to control more of what you want to bring exclusively now you don't have to play games you don't have to do the dance and say oh i want to do this but i don't really want to play like that you build it you tweak it you get it to a point where they come to you and then it's like listen i'm already moving this i already got these numbers if you want to be a part of it this is my number just just remember if you're doing it if you're doing it next year and not this year and your numbers go up then remember this yesterday's price is not today's price Legendary. And it's crazy. We had a we had Kid Flash out his episode dropping next week, bro. 25-year-old kid, bro, does his own animated series, bro. Asked him, he said he wanted to be on Cartoon Network. He said, nah, man, I'm, I'm gonna create Cartoon Network. And that's the mindset that we have to have, bro. As us as black creators, like we don't need their system. You have the yeah, infrastructure a, to create your system. There's a quote. Um, if there's no seat at the table, build your own table. Right. So we're, we're just I'm, I'm just like he said, he's build your own table. That's it. And have people come to you. Right. You have my curiosity. Now you have my attention. There it is, baby. There it is. <laughs> build your own table. Now, I love what it. you want to see. No, bro. I know we're four o'clock, bro. Do you have any any other questions, bro? Nah, man, I I, I truly enjoy, I truly enjoyed um this interview, man. I learned a lot, man, and I'm I'm happy that you came on, brother. I'm happy that I got a chance to meet you in person, and I just want to tell you personally, yeah, you are an inspiration. Don't dim your own light because we owe it to pay it forward to the next generations that are looking at you, coming behind you to kind of light the way, so that they don't have to, you know, make as many mistakes as we did to get to the top. We shouldn't have to fucking beg to get to the top, bro. Struggle, put in the hard work, yes. Beg, absolutely not. It's it's absolutely. the goal. Absolutely. And if you want to end end off, broski, would you tell just give a little bit of advice, bro, for any young black content creators is coming up, yeah. man? What's what's one piece of advice you give them, man? Yeah. That's looking up to you right now. I'll, I'll I'll give them I'll give them a quick a quick couple pieces of advice if y'all got a, if y'all got a second, right? I, I, we yeah. got Number it. one, if you're looking to be a content creator, like like you said to your point, I'm a big fan of do it right now. Start right now. Now is the best time to be a content creator. If you don't know what you want to put out, just start putting something out 
to kind of get a consistency going. And then you'll eventually find your way. Um, post what you want to post. Um, there is an audience for everything. There's an audience for people that like watching cat videos. There's an audience for people that like listening to ASMR sounds and people eating. So never, never think that what you want to post is irrelevant. Um, I would, I would, I would say start on TikTok, but don't, don't, uh, just keep it to TikTok. I would, I would, you know, obviously start on TikTok, but post on Instagram, post on YouTube, post on Facebook, learn the platforms, learn the kinks of the platforms, learn the rules of the platforms. And unfortunately you have to follow those rules. If you really want to be in a position of power and a position of great, you have to follow those rules. It, I, I, some of the rules are BS. I get it. But if you really want to make this a thing, you have to follow the rules of the platform. Um, my fault. Bro. What, what, what are some of those rules? What are some of the rules? Yeah. So, so like with with TikTok, uh, like for for example, actually with Instagram, they have banned hashtags. It's not really a thing as much now, but really? like certain hashtags are banned. Like you you can't you know make a hashtag. I, I you know I'm like um, at one point in time, the word Beyonce was a banned hashtag because of all the people that will be posting irrelevant content and then tagging Beyonce's hashtag um, or like, you know, posting sex or F you or, you know, hashtag. So you, you just have to learn, play by the rules, meaning learn the content guidelines, learn what you can or can't do on the platform, learn what they like to see. If they have new features, try it out. Be the first to adopt a new feature. They like to promote people that utilize their new feature. So just, Learn as much as you can about the platform because they're all different. They all have different audiences. Brands all pay differently on each platform. Um, but network and be adaptable. Please be adaptable because what works today is not going to work tomorrow. There may be a new platform tomorrow that is even bigger than TikTok. And we, we you, just, you just have to be, be adaptable, research, 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 and talk to your audience. Talk to your audience. The number one way to have an engaged audience is to engage with your audience. That's it. Message. Message. Shit. Now the thing. How many comments you get, bro? How, how long it take you to engage with people? I mean, I'm, I, it's tough to get to everybody, but I'm, if you make a habit of um, responding to comments, responding to DMs, and your followers know that, hey, if I leave a comment, he may respond then they're more likely to leave a comment. So it, it may take an, an hour to respond to comments if you have the time or just five minutes here and there to respond to it, you know, or a DM or two, but it, it, it works out in your favor because now you're building a community, you're building a little bit more of a relationship. And again, it, you don't have to respond to every single comment because you, you may get thousands of comments and it, you just can't. But if you make an effort to respond, and engage with the people that are boosting you up, then it helps you out in the long run. They're a little bit more loyal to you. Message. <laughs> Another one, you spitting bars at the end, bro. But yo, broski, just want to tell you, man, thank you again, man, for pulling up, broski. Like I said, this is our, for those listening, this is our first time meeting. We met through court, bro. Um, you reached out, bro. You was a man of your word. You came through. You supported us. You posted us. And I just want to say thank you, bro, because we're both fans of your work. I got a lot of people who's in the hood, right, that's watching this right now that are fans of your work. They was like, man, I can't believe you're doing it, bro. And as I appreciate you come on here sharing game, man, and um, and giving and giving the knowledge and information out. So we appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, bro. And anytime you want to come back, you're here. You got brothers in New York. 
You come to New York, you holler at us. We got you ready. I'm there like every month. Holler at us, man. We're gonna get more content. We're gonna make sure we turn you know, you know, do what we do. But much love, bro, and we appreciate you. And you know what I'm saying? We outside. Love. So we, outside, outside. we outside. <laughs> come to New York. We're going to a game. We're gonna get some good food, some good drinks. We outside, so we're gonna have I a good time. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I, but I, I appreciate you guys yeah, for man. reaching out. I yeah. like I like you guys' platform, what you guys are doing, and I hope that you guys rise, 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 rise bigger and better, and that we can continue to do more podcasts and stuff like this. Um, I love what y'all doing. I love seeing two brothers working together. Fighting each other. Appreciate it. Um, keep 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 doing your thing, and uh, I, you know I, I see you at the top. Yeah, look, bro, I'm mad. They don't call me when you're giving the love. You showing us flowers, she gonna fucking call. Don't call me while you giving flowers. <laughs> it's always good to give people flowers, man. Let, let the people know where they can find you. Wait for anybody that don't know. Um, let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on every single social media platform. I got the same username. It's the Wade Empire. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, X, Threads. You know, whatever you want to call it. Um, I am a um, content creator. I specialize in office skits, so um, if you like hating on your job, I'm the perfect guy to look into. And hopefully, you'll see me on a TV screen near you in the near future. There it is. There I love it, it is, man. You already know, brother. We're going to holler at you, man. Thank you for another episode more than entitled. We out of here, baby.